mood.tv. On today's show, EJ5000 is losing hairs and eating chocolate squares. I do my best to stay on topic, well, for the most part. And G-Ball's Judas gets to eat his access card. This is White Wasabi. off here uh so today on white wasabi we're going to be discussing episode 23 of sword art online bonds and no not brian oh did but did i say i was going to be telling horrible jokes too because i am <laughs> Rega man what's going on uh out in bk sir oh not much a little cough due to cold so i apologize for any of those that get through today but other than that hanging out Doing some work and uh, straight chilling in the BK, man. Nice, nice. Last couple weeks, last couple weeks moving to Jersey. Ow. The big move. The big move. Figure out a new podcasting setup. A new Jersey podcast setup. But uh, Wow, you guys oh. are both on the terrible joke game here, huh? Oh, you oh. mean awesome Everybody's jokes. on their A game yeah. tonight. I like it. Yeah, better, better be ready for more where that came from. Uh, EJ5000, what's going on, man? How's it going, everybody? I, guess what I am, guys. Can you guess? Super excited to talk about this episode. I really am. I really am. And things are going good. You know, I've been keeping busy, illustrating, going to Comic Cons, keeping busy. And I'm, I'm yeah. loving it. Yeah. yeah. Like Mickey D's and shit. Snap, snap. Uh, yeah, speaking of Mickey D's, uh, I had Arby's tonight. So if at any point during the podcast, uh, I keel over. That's why. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I could eat at Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only thing on the way home, and it was like 9 o'clock, and I was like, oh, I haven't eaten since noon. Fine. Spicy fries, at least. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, a little, little beef and cheddar uh, only ever killed like <laughs> half the people that ate it. Well, and check out this segue. So whenever you're crying like a little girl, you can think of Sugu crying like a little girl at the beginning of this episode. Great, great segue. Love it. We jump right back into the super awkwardness that we ended off with, which is kind of nice. Like, I'm glad they didn't start off the episode, like, two days later when they had, like, already figured stuff out and were best friends or something. They they went right back to the moment of impact there, and it was appreciated. I'm going to read the synopsis from the List of Sword Art Online episodes from Wikipedia. Eh, if you want to. To see Do what it. they have to say. And we'll take it from there. Worst host ever. Episode 23 of Sword Art Online, Bonds. Kazuto thinks back to the time when he was 10 years old and learned that he was not related to Sugu, which resulted in him becoming detached from his family and increasingly engrossed with online gaming. Wanting to sort things out, Kazuto asks Sugu to meet him in ALO. As Leafa contemplates whether she should stop seeing her brother in game, she challenges Kirito to a one-on-one -on -one duel. They both end up throwing away their swords and apologize to each other. After Kazuto explains that he is unable to say what he thinks of Sugu until Asuna is rescued, Leafa agrees to help him in his quest, dragging Rekon along with her. Just as things begin to look dire, Sakuya and Alicia arrive with their armies to back them up. Oh, is that where it ends? That's where it ends. Oh, yeah, is that all you got? <laughs> is that all you got? I know. Wikipedia? I know, Wikipedia. I appreciate that. Kind of somebody... left off a big part of the end of the episode, I guess, and they're usually they're pretty detailed of everything. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I, I got a uh, 
I got a question. So and a phone call and a page. Is that your pager, man? Oh, can you hear that? <laughs> is, that is that your pager? <laughs> My bad. Can you can you guys still hear that? No, we're good. No, you're all good. <laughs> Real professional. Anyway, this entire time, and this could have just been my misconception, me screwing this up. I thought that Sugu was the cousin, and that they like the house was Kirito and his family's. Clearly, I didn't get something because in this one, he says that he doesn't fit in with the family. Yeah, if you remember back to uh, when Sugu, when she kind of tells us how she found out about um, Kirito, it's with her mom, oh. and she and like it, it was her mom who kind of references uh, her sister. I think it was who's now dead. Who. Is a, a, assumably dead. Also dead. Also dead. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, both sisters dead. <laughs> Everyone's oh. dead except for no, no one over 25 made it past the bomb or something. The great yeah. virus. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that during this whole beginning section, too. I was like, you know, this is what teenagers are all about. It's about drama. It's about being really upset and really, really emotional. But if, if there was like a mom or a dad or an aunt or an uncle or a grandfather around to just slap some sense into one of these kids, they wouldn't be dealing with all this. You know, it's like, look, you'll be all right. Get the hell up. Do your damn laundry, you know, or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, then for story's sake, thank God all the parents and grandparents are dead. Just oh, Greg and his for story's sake. Mr. <laughs> Keycard should be an earring. As far as I'm concerned, the only story we need is the story that keeps bringing more and more enemies for him to fight. That's really all we need. I really couldn't care any less about a love story that or oh, we can't have love 25 story. episodes yeah. of bad guys. Uh, yeah, I. But you could. They, they, I you mean, could. don't get me wrong. They're doing a good job of mixing that junk with all this action. They they really are more so now totally. in the second half of the first season than they did in the first. So I I do you know I do appreciate that too. I have I have written down here. Uh, Kirito gets all existential at that point when he's talking about his you know not fitting in with the family and blah yeah. blah. He's, he's like at ten years old. Yeah, I am not a true child of this family. <laughs> <laughs> What? I'm on my own. But, and then, then he starts talking about like people in game and out of game, and he's like, there's no point in asking people who they really are. Well, first of all, who asks somebody who they really are? That's not a thing. Have you ever in your entire life looked at somebody and been like, who are you? Really? I did used to approach people and say, what's your story? And people would usually tell you who they were, or at least the version of themselves that they wanted you to think that they were. Which I think he goes on to say, too. He says, yeah. whoever you think they are is who they truly are in the end. Yep. Exactly. I agree with the sentiment. I've never, ever asked anybody that question in my entire life. I just kind of feel them out and see who they are. That's kind of an awkward question. I do remember all the subtitles being on par with it, but still slightly different, too. I don't know if it made it any better. Absolutely. Yeah, they were very, they seem to be pretty consistently different, this one. For that, yeah, especially for that scene, too. I got to start watching with the subtitles on like that, although this time I was watching while I was driving to go pick up Aaron, so it wasn't really easy to do so. You shouldn't say that. Oh, shit, look behind you. It's the cops. The cops are here. Woo-woo. <laughs> 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 look, if, if you can't watch cartoons and drive a car at the same time, 
I'm sorry, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, survival of the fittest. One yeah. less. It sounds horrible, but there's like seven plus billion of us. The food in this planet is not going to sustain us. People need to start dying off. And those people should be the people who have taken the chance on watching cartoons and driving and have failed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the new benchmark. That's the new Darwin. That's, that's where the bar stands right now. <laughs> anyway, back to SAO. So after he gets done with all that flashbacky, existentially, blah, 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 this is the reason I did what I did. Mumbo jumbo. Stuff, which was great. I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad they gave us that backstory because we never really knew exactly why. Like, we knew all those little pieces, but this is the first time we're hearing him say, this is why I played these games. Like, why I went into SAO and why I have this escapist mentality. We were straight up introduced to Emo Kirito. Yeah. Totally. Like, right off the bat. Yeah. And then this is kind of why he's emo Kirito. And that's great and everything, but there's better parts of this, so let's keep let's it moving. Let's move on. Yeah, um, totally. So he, what is it? He says, like, meet me in game, basically, and blah, blah, blah. Meet you on the North Terrace. It's a pretty smart move, I think. That's a cool move for Kirito as an older brother. Like, yeah. She's probably really embarrassed, and she's feeling bummed. I want to validate her concerns and her feelings. See you in game. I thought that was cool. Uh, yeah, so that was I'm a very likable move that he did. I, I did find this part extremely ridiculous, hilarious, whatever you want to say, because it's it's the exact same situation, well, almost the exact same situation. Uh, Sugo gets in, into the game, and she's standing there at the base of the tree, and she's thinking about everything that just happened, and she opens her eyes and goes to take a step, and Retcon is there, and he's like, hey, where you been? And they start talking, and she was so upset at Kirito, basically for breaking her heart. Now... She she just straight up breaks this kid's heart by punching him in the stomach and throwing him down the steps and then laughing at him and telling him he's an idiot. But he's nerdy looking, so we don't care. You just had that happen to you and you couldn't stop crying. You really have no sympathy for this kid who just professed his love for you? Yo, Gnarls Barkley says it. Hurt people hurt people. She's like, I'm hurt and I'm passing it on to this nerd. And she did it. He also says... Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> and she is. Whenever he was doing this, though, he shows up, Recon, and she's like, how'd you get here? And he said, oh, I just poisoned all the salamanders. Yeah. That seemed like a little too easy to me. A little fishy. It did seem a little fishy. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna watch out for that. But then she accepts it, like, completely mm-hmm. wholeheartedly, and then gets he gets his ass whooped. There was a translation thing, though, in the Japanese – well, we don't know if it's a Japanese, but for first-time listeners, which there's probably not I that many. to say. We watch in uh, English dub and we watch with English subtitles, and it's our belief that the Japanese subtitles uh, are, are the English words that you read, and they embellish the American version. So in the American version, she sa- he says, I love you, and then in the Japanese version, or and or in the subtitles, he says, I like you. It seems like a pretty meaningful distinction because she was saying that she loved Kirito in the scene before, but... They're not giving Recon the same treatment in both dubs. Mm, I see. I see. I like you. Either way, she still decks him. Like, that's messed up, dude. It's real messed up. Yeah, she does. It's kind of wrong. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. But it's supposed to be there for comic relief, too, which is totally funny. I think so, yeah. Like, let's beat up this nerd. I'll just say, that's what I think of when Recon comes on. Let's see how we can kill Recon this time. Why did he pick that avatar? That's what I'm like. Come on, dude. You could have picked any other one. You're like, oh, I want to look like I'm a nerd in real life. I want to look like a nerd in the game too <laughs> come on man there had to be at least eight other ones you could have chose unless they were all way worse <laughs> at least eight poor retcon 
What if Leaf Goo was like, Recon, you're going to be this way? And he was like, okay, Leaf Goo. I did think of him that way until the end of this episode, but we'll we'll get to that. So then they go and talk, Le- yeah, Leaf and, and Kirito, and they, then they like duke it out. And you're like, this is going to be a cool fight, man. Battle. Meh. Man, ends in a hug. It's cool for like 15 seconds. Yeah, she gives yeah. up. He catches him. He's like, I was going to let He was you. also going to give up. Well, and, you yeah. know what? One, one thing I was really looking forward to seeing there, because they, they both drop their swords and... You know, they end up hugging in the air and whatever, and then they kind of pan down and you see the swords crossed, like mm-hmm. stuck in the ground. When they first dropped them, all I could think of was like, dude, Retcon's getting stabbed with one of those. Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> that, I, when they panned out, I was like, please, please, please. He's like, Lisa! <laughs> the shit is panned down and, and his fire is like underneath <laughs> this, the, yeah. where they meet. And it's just like a little girl in green fire, and it says Recon above it. <laughs> Leaf, I love you. Oh man, again. <laughs> so from there, this is great because Leafa knows she has Recon under her thumb. So she's like, "You're coming with us," and he's like, "Okay, wait, what?" She's like, three people are going into the raid." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Me and him. <laughs> From the synopsis that I read, it says that Kirito says that he's not going to tell Sugu how he feels until after Asuna is rescued. See, I didn't get that at all. I didn't feel yeah. that from watching it either, but Leafa certainly is very gung-ho to help him out now. And he did say that he'll come back, Yeah, which I think is really... I understand the metaphor, and they use that all the time for like all sorts of different things. But really, it's like once you go through an experience, you've changed. And so we'll see how that pans out whenever he comes back to the real world, is into Asuna, and this 14-year-old Sugu's like, I'm still burning for you, Kirito. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> burning for you. Am I wrong? No. No, you're not. No. Nope. You're not. Thanks, 1920s Eric. <laughs> 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 Are you burning for that boy? I love you, Kitty Toad. Let's go dance down at the Flapper Club. <laughs> I read the Great Gatsby. <laughs> All that and more on my 1920s revival radio show, EJ and the Golden Bandits. Thanks, baby. <laughs> Wait, are the are the bandits golden or are they stealing gold? Um, the Lone Rangers. <laughs> You're not, there's three of you. You're not exactly alone. This episode was one of the few where you could. There was like noticeable commercial breaks too. I thought. I feel yeah. that. I can see that. I didn't think about that, but you're right. Because a lot of them, you, you, it was kind of ambiguous. But this one, it definitely seemed like. And there was a big commercial break. I think at this point. Well, speaking of big commercial breaks, now would be a perfect time to take one. White wasabi would be right back. <laughs>
white wasabi. So where do we leave <laughs> off, uh, gentlemen? We're outside the world tree. Kitty Toe is like, hey, daughter, tell me what the scoop is. And she's oh, like, right. she's like, the, the army's very big. It's probably impossible. But, you know, you got big stats, so you could probably smash through. Yeah. <laughs> and so they all go in. And they're like, yeah, she's like, yeah, you guys can do it. It's cool. Yes. I know I said it was impossible two seconds ago, but... Yeah, literally. You could handle it. Literally seconds ago I said it was impossible. Or was it more like she was like, I mean, it's impossible, but yeah, go for it. (laughs) Like you're going to anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to be able to talk you out of it, so... Maybe she's just ahead of the game. She has such an awesome little Yui moment. I saw a shot. uh, Leafa puts her hand in, and then Recon puts both of his hands in because he's like... I don't like you liking Kirito, so I'm going to put both hands in to claim you. And then Kirito's like, ha, 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 and he puts his hand in. And then Yui flies, and she like sits right on top. <laughs> I was just tickled pink by that. And that's <laughs> going to be the image for the show, and she's going to be farting on their hands. And that's why I was tickled when I saw that. <laughs> pink. Oh, man. Because she was like, I went to- I'm in. <laughs> the best part is you say that, and I went to work the other day. And next to the one writer's thing, they have a whiteboard, and it said, farts equals ratings. <laughs> <laughs> there you guys, you have heard it. So you're on Viacom, from the, the man himself, farts equals ratings. <laughs> farts equals ratings. <laughs> it's just the truth. So, bam, we're definitely going to get some more listeners from, from that picture. Oh, and then the, the fun begins. Uh, Kirito flies up and starts fighting dudes. Starts cutting people up. Tells them right off the bat, come heal me. Like, that's what I want you to do. Yeah, so they, uh, Retcon and Leafus sit back and start chanting stuff. And, uh, yeah, and he, he gets going pretty good. Uh, they heal him a couple of times because he gets run through, uh, pretty bad. That's when there's the weird, like, Leafa goes to help him and Retcon pulls her back down. And then he's like, I'm so in love with you, I'll help the dude you like. And, he actually, he was actually kind of badass. Super badass. You know, uh, you know what it reminded me of? How he was using his fingers like that and cutting dudes in half. Ray of the Nanto style from Fist of the North Star. Fist, I was going to say Fist of the North Star. Uh, that re- it yeah, right reminded on. me, he, was, he just was cutting people up like that. He, dude, Ray is the baddest man. Ray is that, awesome. Yeah. So it, it was pretty cool. And he and he does his deal and, and uh, protects uh, Leafa too. He turns around. She's about to get chopped into and he takes out two, uh, two of the guardian dudes uh, from, from Hurt and Her. Uh, so he got his, his little dig in there. And then he he went big. That was a cool, quick game moment for me, actually, too. When the Guardians started targeting the healers, that happens a lot in uh, Mamos, if you will. Mm. They use, she calls it out. I thought it was yeah, cool. they use enmity a lot, and it's like if healers are doing it, you know, they might get the bad guys drawn to them. So that's why there's a tank to try to get everybody to look at them. I thought it was gotcha. totally Leafa's character again, where she was she was shitting all over Recon. Oh yeah. Even when she's like, why are you being so stupid? Why are you kicking ass right now? You're such a jerk. You're so stupid. How could you do this? Yeah. And then she was try. I guess that's our way of her way of showing concern for him. But she was just being a dick. True. Yeah, she's an ass. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like you said, she was she was she boomeranged from crying her face off because her cousin doesn't love her to just kicking this poor kid's ass <laughs> repeatedly. 
<laughs> yeah. So I thought there was something funny in here too that I noticed. I didn't want to notice it just yet, but I think now's as good as time as any. We see the sword guys back again, and the way that they fill up the sky is awesome. It's almost like static. There's so many of them. But what we don't see in this part of the scene, or at all, are the archers again. Yep. Yeah. So I was kind of like, what's the deal with that? Because those they were a big part of why people were going down. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Mm. Well, if the archers came out, then they wouldn't have been able to get through. So story-wise... Oh, yeah. There you go. No, you're totally right. Yeah, that makes sense. We had to leave the archers out. Yes. <laughs> and they showed them to us in the first place because story-wise... Uh, he couldn't get up yet. Well, and he still can't. I mean... Even with uh, uh, dude, Recon pulls a pulls a ball or move here, uh, and yeah. he but he busts out dark magic. Oh, yeah, that was dark awesome. magic. And but the, the funny part was you wouldn't know it was dark magic if she didn't if Leafa didn't say something. Why not make the words like purple or something? Yeah, like give it a dark aura. Yeah, or a black orb or purple or some yeah. some yeah something. Uh, but a dude, dude self-destructs. Yeah, it blows a big hole in the big static crater of people. It's awesome. And you, you have right there. I was like, damn, that's that's awesome. And now Kirito's going to get right through. And he doesn't even hesitate too. No, and he takes off. And yeah, Whew. wing. Great shots, like of swords going in him. Stab, yeah. stab, stab, stab. Like, I was like, oh, is he dead? You know, because I know. We know how the mechanics work, where you can be stabbed and not die right away. But he got like stabbed through several times, like with several at swords, least so. four swords at one yeah, time. Pretty brutal, yeah. I'd say so. But then she starts healing him, like a constant heal spell. Yeah, while she's getting attacked, it's very Titanic. The ship's going down, but she's like ship's she's going down. She's man. a musician, man. She's going down with the ship. Yeah, but it, oh, but but is the ship going down? Ooh, Music it? change. Oh, you know what? That was a big big <laughs> thing I wanted to say at the beginning of this fight scene. The music was awesome. It was mm-hmm. like opera. It, it was... Well, I don't know. It had more of a gothic feel to me. It was like... Rectus dominus, dun, 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 as he's slashing through people. The part where I was talking about was when the the other army comes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but that, That's it when just... it goes back into happy music, like super marching yeah. through the bad guy music. The thing I kept thinking at the beginning, though, when that music was on, was uh, "In nomine Patre, Espiritu Sante, etc., etc." Classic Archer, classic misdirection. Uh, That's what they were doing. Classic. Uh, so, well, you already you already uh, kicked it off. Uh, so he's getting his butt kicked. He starts getting healed, and out of nowhere, to be honest, I completely forgot about them. With all the other stuff going on, the. Uh, what are they? The sylphs? The sylphs. Yeah. Seeth. And the cat siths. The uh, seeths, yeah. This is the first time I pay attention. They call them cat seeths. Seeths, yep. yeah. Because I was not calling them that, which is understandable because that's a weird word. And like I didn't K-Sith. realize that the sylphs were a part of that first. I, I totally missed the part where the sylphs were actually involved. Oh, those are all the flying armored guys. Yeah, well, I know they showed up then, but I thought that the green chick was a part of a different... I didn't know she was a sylph. I thought she was oh, a, she's a sylph leader, man. So yeah, queen. I doubt, yeah, Yep. Missed that. Happens, man. It, it does happens. happen. I mean, uh, like, you know, Kitty Toe's on the cover, so sometimes we miss things. So they show up, man, and they have the sylphs come in, armored dudes, black armor, awesome. 
And then the Cat Seath Dragoons. They come showing up on some awesome dragoons. And it's Alicia and Sakuya. But again, no archers. I think this battle would have been very different if the archers were there. Even this part. It would well, have... I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Because then you have, you have long-range attacks against long-range attacks there. That's um, true. The army guys were shooting stuff out of their swords. Or the yeah, self guys. And the dragoons. Dragon uh, breath. We're yeah, we're spitting we're spitting hot flames. Just to clear that up for you, EJ, the dragoons are the actual guys that and they're just riding dragons. Oh really? Yeah, dragoon is usually a job type and they're like the guys who control dragons. Cool. Because I, I often I like I like the dragoons. I'm um a lot of times I play dragoon. Usually you get a little dragon to fly around with you or something, like a pet. Because they are badass and that's why I really enjoyed that because Although I guess I thought everybody flew, it would appear that the the cat seeth don't. Yeah, because they were all riding. Since they all fly around yeah, on dragons, they were on, they were on dragoon, or they were the dragoons were on dragoons. So this bugged <laughs> me a little bit because like they basically came and turned the tide of the entire battle, which leads me to believe why haven't they just done this already? Why did not any? Even if it was just one race, they were like, no, nobody it's, can if do they, it. If if one race said, hey, everyone, come to the world tree, we're all going to fight together. These not guys aren't everyone. really tough. No, but I mean, but that's the thing. All you can do it with everyone because why not? If, yeah, as long as your everyone, race so gets up, on, the the whole race gets taken up with you. So it's like if everybody just shows up, any one race at any point when you started the game, probably with like crap gear, could have just shown up because Yui's like the guardians are pretty weak. There's just a lot of them. It's like all right, well then bring everybody, and then all of a sudden the lot of them doesn't mean anything. Totally, totally. and we're through. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's... nope. No. For the story's sake. For the story's sake, yeah. <laughs> Nobody oh, tried it. And what was the super importance of being able to fly? I mean, okay, we get it on the outside. They made such an importance of being able, oh, only you can only fly this long and you never get to the top and what people stacked and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, no, you can't go that way. Also, you have to go the way that the game was designed. Okay, well, so who cares? Like, so nobody tried the only other way? You got us again, Sword Art. You got us again. Holes in the plot. And, yeah, like you were just saying, too, they, they kick ass. Like, this army's they doing pretty well. And ass. then they're like, yeah, okay, they, he got through. Um, let's I just, don't even know if they show you, like, a single now. guy going down. No, I don't think so. You know, at one point, like, one of the dragons is like, ah, and that's, like, it. But Kirito, he gets through not because of Recon's blast, but because of his happy Easter blast, I called it. Yeah. That, <laughs> I thought I it was know. awesome, but the colors I thought it was awesome. were Easter colors, exactly. And I was like, that's a very interesting color. Or, like, if you could think cotton candy colors, I guess, something like that. I had a big problem with this. Actually, first off, I thought when she threw his, uh, when Leafa threw her sword to him, I thought we were going to see dual wielding. Of course, and and I'm actually glad they didn't. Threw me a little curveball. Nice. However, well, he does have a dual wielding for a second, doesn't he? He's like flying well, both swords out for a moment. It juices him up. That's that's what I took it as. Like the dual wielding juiced him up, and then he goes. Whoosh, puts and then he's able to do the. I mean, ability. it had to even if you see when he puts his hands together. They um, there's a little symbol that pops out in the, the tip of the sword first, and then the cotton candy swirls start coming. And I mean, it could very well have been that, but I feel like at any point he could have just done that same thing with his own sword. I don't think so. I think that's the point: is that it took the dual wield for him to have that ability. <sighs> it took the power of both swords and and the skill to do and it. The power of love. I mean, they could have made right. they could have made the 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 bill or the ability look cooler. Like, I mean, I wish he was just like going through them, dual wielding and killing everybody. I think that would have been better with like totally. a, the cotton candy orb around him or something. 
that would. I be, agree. Yeah, I agree with sweet. you there. It could have like it was kind of anticlimactic to get the sword and then not use both of them in a yeah. wielding sense. And then he busts yeah. through though, and he gets to the big white squid anus. <laughs> yes, that yes. I uh, yes the squid anus. Mm, and yes. everybody else and the armies fall back. They cut back to them. And they're like everybody fall back. He's through. And we see cloud cover, and they do this cool like camera ver- reversal. So now mm-hmm. the ceiling's now the floor, which and is he's pretty standing cool. on the squid anus. And he's like, Yui, examine the squid anus. Yeah. She's like, this is not meant to open. And then all the baddies start flying back at him again. Yeah, so we find out the game's rigged. The game is completely rigged. So that kind of sucks. But we should expect that from the fairy king and creep master himself. Indeed. Indeed we should. And it's a good thing that everybody's a dumbass and doesn't try to beat the game together. They just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about. Ah, it's a game. Nobody will ever try to beat it. Why beat but, it? Well, and you know, at this point, uh, you know what would come in really handy? A key card that would open that that anus. Mm, truth. If only someone had an admin key card. Thank God for that, huh? That might actually help here. But why? Mm. Why? I mean, I get the key card, but why? why have a door? Why does it have to be an actual door at all? If it's not a door, let it not be a door. I know, it's for the story, but like... That's just as dumb as that hand keypad. It's like, why? It could be a little door on the side. It's like a sign. You hit the button, you hit the key card, and then a little sign says, like, small door over on the side, champ. Why would we have this? We build a, we have to code in a a 20,000 foot retractable door. No, just go over that little door over there on the side. And they don't even go through the door. Just to skip to the very end, they teleport. Teleport. (laughs) It's a portal. (laughs) Grab my hand, daddy. We're teleporting. And why? Okay, <laughs> so the bad guys, like Greg had said, they stop attacking. Turn the key or whatever. Actually, what she says, what she says, she says, I'm transferring the code. Okay, <laughs> Yui, you're a computer program in the first place. You have to touch a card to put it. Okay, whatever. And right when they open the door, then the bad guys are like, oh, now we'll come back. We're going to, we're not going to attack until, until you get in the portal and then we're going to try to attack you again. Good. That's, that's how we're written. That's why we do. I think it was a li- I mean, I think they attacked a little bit sooner, but it was still, yeah, there was an annoying delay. Like he yeah. sits there, he looks at it, you know, he comes out, kind of like talks through it. And then I think it's right there. They start to attack and he's like, what are we going to do? How do we open it? And that's when he's like, Ding. Key card. <laughs> a key card that puts Greg's whole argument of last episode to shame. Mm. Could have still been an earring, Greg. Indeed. Could have still been an earring or something. Well, Yui could have just been like, yeah, I know how to open this. Yeah. Yui should have kind of known better from the get-go, you know. She could mm. she yeah. could scan oh. every person in-game in the last game, but she can't tell you from 100 feet below a door if it's going to open or not. <laughs> Come on, Yui. Step up your game, girl. In the Nar- uh, in the Naruto universe, that's what we call plot no jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> Things only work when the plot dictates that they need to. So whenever they're transporting, screen goes white, music is raring, cliff hanging. And we really have no idea where this door would go. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna assume it's gonna go up to the top sky roots, or now down to the sky roots, or down to the sky roots. Yeah, because it's upside down. You're really messing with our axis here. 
<laughs> but if Oberon's using that door every time to get through, that just that seems pretty dumb too. He's like, well, why is o- why would Oberon ever go down? He, I don't think he's gone down. Yeah, he probably has never been down there. He doesn't need to mingle with the peons. I don't know. I Besides, just you he know, just he would just creep everybody out anyway. Kaiba was so hands on, you know. So and, where uh, do you think he will work to? Where, where where's he going? Well, we got what two episodes left? Two episodes left. So right where he needs to be. Austin is back <laughs> yeah, in the cage. Yeah, totally. He's going to be pretty close to the cage. Um, pretty close to Asuna. How about long white hallway with the maps? And need the maps. And needs the maps. <laughs> but I would, I would venture that he probably finds her next episode and then fights for her in the last. I was going to say, judging from the Netflix image, just because it came up when I stopped watching, they're holding hands in what appears to be the birdcage. So somehow in, in this new Alfheim game, you happen to get a hold of a key card. You make it through the sea of warriors, maybe sometimes archers, maybe sometimes not. It depends on the day. You get through to this to the squid anus, you pop the card in, and you end up in a birdcage. I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe. I mean, that's the I image. mean, you're probably right. I just, I don't know. It's, oh, I think, I, I personally think he'll end up in the white tunnels and then find her from there on the tree roots or the, the root branches. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine who would use that door. Why would it go anywhere? I guess time will tell. Time will tell. One week's time. <laughs> because on this episode, we got bonded. Bond. Bond. <laughs> bonds. Bonds. Oh, we got With bonds. S. Like stocks and. Stocks and bonds? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of bonds that's spelled, even though it's not the kind of bonds it means. What does it mean? What is that What is that title getting at? The bonds with uh, the army. Like they're bonded together? Like Kirito gave them all their money, so they're bonded together, and that's what saves him. So they're they're like bound because of their bonds. Exactly. Well, is it that would, maybe be, that would also, be the past tense of what they're saying. Is it also maybe the bond between cousins slash brothers and sisters? She's willing to help him, even though Perhaps she it's realizes the title because it fits on multiple levels. <laughs> uh, it's definitely one of the the it, it stuck out as a title. I think most of their titles aren't usually one word. You know, not one strange noun. Mm-hmm. Usually, they're like the quest for for the quest for the river of central beans. You know, they're <laughs> <laughs> they're usually not just like bond. Central so, beans. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So I got uh, nothing left on that episode of Sao. How about you guys? No mas. That being the case, uh, let's go ahead and take another break, and we'll come back with a uh, little bit of off topic. Uh, this is white wasabi. <laughs>
back to White Wasabi. Uh, this is the third period, a.k.a. Off Topic, a.k.a. I don't have another name for it. So uh, I recall us uh, having a little uh, discussion last time about Civil War, and uh, since by the time this... Uh, this podcast goes out uh it will have opened i wanted to dedicate a little bit more time to it did you guys uh get a chance to watch the trailer um i have but um i don't know if it's the newest one or not and it won't be this this episode actually it would be the next episode when it's actually out i just uh double checked oh good good call good call just so nobody's so like, where are they seeing their friggin' movies a week early? All right, yeah, so there's only two two trailers out from what I'm seeing. Let's take a look at this home. one that you sent over, though. All right. You doing it? Everybody watching oh, yeah. it or no? I'm oh, watching okay. it. Job. Watching it Just right starts. We try to save as many people as we can. All right. I've run out of Sometimes I just hate... On the roof! everyone so does anybody else think the iron man suit can fit in a wristwatch i think it's just a portable hand version like how in the last one he had the shooting thing now he's got like just a glove oh i can't wait for this if i was spider-man and iron man called me under ruse i'd shut him up i'd shoot some web in his face i wouldn't let that happen nah i mean spider-man you know but i mean he's like a kid right now i guess yeah i guess they're going with the high school version yeah. What do you think? Judging by the voice? Oh, oh yeah. Did you do Tom Holland? Did they, oh, I heard they... Um, Actually, let me look that up really quick. I think they made the announcement of the first... Or the new Spider-Man movie name. This is a Marvel Spider-Man movie? Or yeah. like a Disney off of this, No, off yeah, off of this character, this Spider-Man. Yeah, I uh, I actually read for the part of Spider-Man in this. And they didn't take you? No, no. They said they wanted to go in a different direction. They said uh, they couldn't see me as Spider-Man, but now I'm spitting venom. Oh, oh son. Shout, shout out to Childish Gambino. I thought you were the guy that was painting Spider-Man red whenever you said that you read for Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, it's called Spider-Man Homecoming. And it's, star- it's this version of this universe. Yeah. The Civil uh, did, War universe. Is there any year. kind of, uh, does it say what the subject matter is? Please tell me um, not another origin story. One second. Marissa Tomei is... This Ant-Man. version of Spider-Man beats up Tobey Maguire. Plot unknown, though. Sensei. Plot unknown. Hmm. So well, I guess we'll have to see with that Spider-Man. What's it called, Greg? Homecoming? Homecoming. That was just a quick IMDb search. That would denote uh, that he was gone somewhere else. Or just high school and it's homecoming. Oh, hey, look at you. That's, that's another good call, huh? Pow, pow. I wonder if they if they're gonna borrow any uh, if it's high school suit or Spider Man. It'd be kind of cool if they borrowed a little bit from the uh, Ultimate Spider Man cartoon because that's a pretty cool pretty cool cartoon. I think I gotta watch that dude. one. That's not like dude. the old what what was the uh, like the old one that we used to watch. We watched one in the nineties, but there was yeah. one. Well, not the, the one. Yeah, not one the original. Seventies. Yeah. Yeah, the seventies one was him and Iceman and some chick that had flame powers or something. Yeah. It's weird. And that's where we have the awesome Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider spider can, etc. Which is also where we got Spider-Pig, for those Mm -hmm. out there who only know the Simpsons pig version. (laughs) Was that Amazing Spider-Man that we watched in the 90s? Actually, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Ultimate's on Netflix though, right? Pass? Yeah, yeah, but the, uh, <laughs> dude, there's so many good parts to uh, to Ultimate. The beginning is great. There's a whole section where they do the multiverse. They call it Web Warriors, so he travels to other realities. 
And nice. it, that one's really cool. Like that, it's like four or five episodes in a row that are like that. There, there's there's a ton of stuff. Norman Osborn is uh, nuts in it right now. Uh, in the latest season, he's iron. He's back to being Norman, and he's the Iron Patriot, which is kind of cool. Hmm. So that '90s Spider-Man was just called Spider-Man. Ah, good call. Here's the theme song. And yeah, oh, that's a classic. Spider-Man. <laughs> Robot. And that show was really good. He was really witty. I thought they did a good job of making a very snarky Peter Parker. I don't remember yeah. him being oh, a teenager yeah, in that show. This. But that show was awesome. And that, it felt it felt like a good transition from the X... Or maybe it was the same time as the Man. X-Men series that was really near and dear to so many of us. Yep. It, it definitely was. It was around that same time. Yeah. Oh, I love the wailing guitar. <laughs> yeah. So this movie, I think, looks. I think this one's going to be much better than the Age of Ultron one. I I I didn't yeah, love Age of was, Ultron. Age of Ultron was full of retarded plot BS and was basically a rehash of the first Avengers movie, but with Ultron. Yeah, I don't know. It that would have worked if it was a period piece and took place in the seventies, but it just doesn't work in modern times like the whole, the the whole ignorance of the internet being a worldwide web www if you will really is a huge plot hole in that movie and uh it was fun i mean it was fun it just made no sense <laughs> yeah no, i did see it, a cool it, marvelous fact that was like ultron took over britain in 6 minutes or something like you know in, in the comic that's kind of cool and i was like that's pretty badass yeah, but then you have a Thor, Thor in the water taking a lightning bath for some reason. Yeah, you know, because to see Vision again, I guess, and that's yeah. supposed to mean go break open the case. Which did they never finish uploading Jarvis? So like that's something I always thought was ridiculous. Like I, I, yeah. they unplug everything. Quicksilver unplugs everything before the upload is complete, and Thor's lightning magically converts him into Vision. And you know, it, I don't know. Yeah, everybody knows how well computer parts and lightning go together too. It's like of always really good. <laughs> you you know what, good. dude? It's 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 really not worth analyzing. It, it's just yeah. No. It, it, I watch it for fun sometimes, just for the action. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, but I, I will say this: it's very clear from Civil War uh, trailers, both of them, that Tony Stark and Captain America. Are gonna fight each other. I will pay twelve fifty to watch them go all out. I mm. I will if it's a five. I I'd I'd pay twelve fifty, fourteen fifty, whatever, depending on if it's a matinee or not. Plus tax in Delaware. <laughs> there you are. But I would pay that for a five to eight minute fight scene. So the rest of the yeah, movie is 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 bonus to me. And I gotta say, good on. Um, I don't even know who the movie company was. Warner Brothers, I assume. For Batman versus Superman, for getting the jump on the whole versus 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 stuff, because I'm excited for this movie because it's going to be better than the last Avengers movie, and because I know where it's going, and I think that this movie was the they didn't really want to do that last the Ultron movie. They just like they needed to get Vision in there, you know. They it was it was kind of a an in between that because introduce another 
another uh, Infinity Stone, really lackluster, like kind of. Well, I mean, I guess I guess show you that it's been around this whole time, and they just never knew it since it was in the staff. But well, and also throwing in like Scarlet Witch is kind of crazy because yeah. you got yeah. the Infinity Stones and Scarlet Witch, and now they can they can literally do anything they want, and then they get, they get a, a jail free card. Yeah. So well, and I mean the way that they've shown her powers so far doesn't really lend itself to some of the things that we see in in certain continuities in the comics. She can influence people, but we haven't seen her like overwrite reality. Well, yeah, they know? just introduced her. She's still new. Well, and yeah, I, she's what I'm new. saying is what I'm saying is it's not necessarily a get out of jail free card cuz they may not allow her to be that powerful in this series. Sure, but that's always their choice, yeah. But I think just the having her is the potential to be able to make that choice. So at any point, they could be like, all right, let's just have her learn that part of her powers so we can yeah, have a reset. And, well, and the nice part about that for them is that it's not an ass pull when you do that. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, well, we need an easy out. We could have her realize more powers. There's precedent for her having more powers. Yeah. Good on them. <laughs> I think, you know, I mean, with this huge plan, you know they have to be able to roll. I mean, I, you shouldn't say that you know they have to, but they should be able to roll with the punches. And they're going to have to roll with the punches because on like a, you know, five or ten year plan of movies, things are going to change. You're going to have to roll with some punches. Yeah, on yeah. a pure production yeah. level, I mean, Black Panther was supposed to be out before Ant-Man. And mm-hmm. Ant-Man was supposed to be out years before with a completely different director, you know? Yep. So I think that's also part of the reason that Ultron probably made less sense. I'm sure, like, I think that I would have liked to have seen a Quicksilver Scarlet Witch movie. I know origin movies aren't that cool, but they're one that we really haven't seen thoroughly. And it's a, it was it was pretty interesting how they did it, but, I mean, the the, the real deep origin of, of their story of their origin is really interesting with their involvement with Magneto and, and all that. So I'm not saying that they were going to do that movie, but that would have been another one in there. Hi, she does uh, how, how a movie should have ended. So like they do like a, an animated short of how uh, Avengers two should have ended. And there's their take on it was pretty friggin' hysterical. Um, at the end when Ultron's like basically taking everything over and there's like five dozen Ultron like surrounding them. Magneto flies in, crushes all of them, and go and looks down at um, Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver and goes, "Those are my kids. They're called mutants." And then flies away. Sick. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> totally. It was friggin' hysterical. But that's that's the thing too. You had Quicksilver in there for a hot minute, but when you compare him to Quicksilver in the X Men universe that's going on right now. Oh, dude, he's nothing. He's dead too, though. No, Mm-mm. I thought they'll be in Days him. of Future Past. I mean, uh, not that that uh, apocalypse. apocalypse. Are you sure? Yeah, mm-hmm. is that a reboot universe or something? Because I thought they killed him off in. Uh, I thought they killed him off in one of those movies too. In the uh, no, he was just in Days of no. Future Past. Yeah. Well, and Days of Future Past kind of reset things. Yep. So yeah, he's he's definitely still alive. Well, because they meet awesome. him in the seventies when he's young. Well, and not only that, he's awesome because he awesome. the way that they film him is fantastic because it's like everything around him is standing still but he's still running it's almost like time stops and he's running while time is stopped which for me is the same way they do barry allen on uh the in the flash on cw you know which is a brilliant use of bullet time you know it's like a a brilliant recreation rethinking of of how it would be to run 
to be going that fast, which is kind of like pigeons. Pigeons see at a higher frame rate, which is why they uh, think they have more time and often get hit by cars and kicked by angry people. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's true. Nice pull. Yeah, right? Wow. White wasabi hitting you with some education. Education, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Call him Super Nintendo Hair Mang. <laughs> and there's no such thing as uh, as amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Oh boy, I- I'm excited. It- it's almost time, and uh, I'm I'm excited for Civil War. Uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. The only thing is, I'm not a huge Bucky fan, and it seems like Bucky is really the catalyst for the fight between Captain America and Iron Man. And, I mean, I get, you know, standing by your friend and all that crap, but I don't know. I just, there's something about the Winter Soldier I'm not a fan of. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree. It's He was kind of a, I thought it was just going to be like a one-off, and then I learned about what he was and all that, and I guess it makes sense. Yeah, but now, like, thinking about it, I'm getting a little concerned because I forgot, in all these new trailers, you haven't seen any crossbones, which they've put in one or two trailers that I've seen. And I just realized that, like, we haven't really been getting hit with any of that. And I wonder if it's going to be anything like Batman v Superman in that sense of, like you said, a seven-minute fight, but then everything else is about Doomsday. This one, I mean, this one appears to be a little bit more than that, and I hope it is because it should be more about that. And hopefully Crossbones is an underlying plot to get us to the next round of things to come. Yeah, the action parts are great, but the politics behind why all this happens is really the meat of the story. Mm -hmm. Like they really have to, I think they really have to represent that. And you know, if they don't, it's going to, it's going to severely undermine at least where I think they're trying to take the franchise. Well, and at this point already, shield is already looked at as an enemy, right? Because Hydra took shield over in the winter soldier, Captain America movie. And then Mm -hmm. in the last Avengers movie, age of Ultron, Nick Fury They're basically was, acting independently again. Yeah, Nick Fury is like very covert about Shield even existing or whatever they call it now. So I guess Shield itself doesn't it's exist still now. Shield. There's something different. So yeah. it's probably going to be, I guess, Shield versus not Shield or like the, the government part, versus Shield. I think kind of, I guess, huh? Well, because you, yeah, you got Thunderbolt Ross and Captain America in that trailer at least said that they need to be held accountable. So he's kind of playing the Batman, I guess, role, even though he seems like he's more of the Superman role. No, that that was Iron Man who says that. Yeah. Oh, okay, I misspoke. Yeah, Iron Man was the one who said, yeah. We need so, to be in check. So he's yeah, and, playing and, and, Iron Man is Batman. They're both the billionaires. <laughs> oh. I, I kind of wish uh, Captain America would have looked up at him and been like, shut up, bitch. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I saw something on that Marvelous mm. Facts is – is Red Hulk, they called him Ross. Is that Lightning Ross? Is that who he is? Okay. The Thunderbolt, yeah. Thunderbolt, oh, Thunderbolt, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I never, I don't, I don't know anything about Red Hulk. Yeah, me neither. Um, or Grey Hulk. The only, I, I can't remember exactly. I think, uh, and, you know, obviously I could be extremely wrong, but I think Ross exposes himself to gamma radiation as well. He does it on purpose, I think, to try and... Because he can't stop Green Hulk. So he turns himself into a, into the Hulk as well in order to, to fight him. But he retains more of his intelligence. Yeah, as I say, according like he, to that fact, it's that he retains his military uh, intelligence yeah. as well as um, when he... The angrier he gets, the more gamma radiation he puts off and the hotter he yeah, gets. Yeah, he gets hotter. And, and he can choose to switch back and forth. 
Yes, just, and like, he has I the power switch. to switch. So he's going to be well. At least Thunderbolt's going to be in this. We're not sure if because they do, they've done that yeah. before. They teased Venom in I don't know how many movies, and then we finally got him, and it was like meh. Not that that but was, that was annoying because it was like but... three movies they teased it, and they teased him as like a different character each time, like a different actor, and then they brought him in as friggin' wiener guy, Grace. yeah, Topher Grace. But I hear so now we got mm-hmm. Spider Man in this universe. So mm-hmm. Venom's possible in this universe now too. Oh yeah, not everything is possible for Spider Man. Possible, yeah. And he does what a spider can. Spider Man Homecoming, twenty seventeen. Do we have any speculations about the villains of that movie? Did they announce? I don't any think other anything's actors? been really announced yet. Uh, no, IMDb think only had Tom Holland. If it's Green Goblin or Doctor Octopus again, I'm gonna be. Uh, I would be okay with Doctor Octopus again, only because I'd like I, I like that character and I'd like to see another rendition mm. of it. I liked him last time. Don't get me wrong. I'm just I'm ready for something different. I'm trying to think. I don't want to see Lizard. No. I don't want to see Lizard. I don't want to see Goblin. Uh... Sandman could be done right. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing that. They kind of screwed him up anyway. Yeah. So I was looking forward to seeing Rhino in the next Spider-Man of the other franchise. But I was too. That was lame. Yeah. I would have preferred him over what we got. It just was yep. too much CG. Depending on bad effects. Not too much offense intended if you were one of the fine FX artists that worked on that film. Yeah, you were just fine. But you just got to render better. Get your nerves in place. Get your shadows. And make that completely electricity Jamie Foxx look more realistic. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you guys. It's not that hard. He's only made of electricity. (laughs) Oh, that's true, too. Doctor Strange is going to be coming out before Spider-Man. Yeah, that should be very interesting. I that, saw there was uh, a that trailer is pretty cool. There's a picture today too of him and Loki standing next to uh, next to each other. No, oh, uh, word. I didn't know. Yeah, there was a picture. That. Hold on. Um, Send that. Let me find that pic for you guys. And all that kind of reminds me of something that I just did this past weekend with Fortune Cat, where we went to a Comic Con out here in Western Pennsylvania called Steel City Con, and it was pretty badass. We had a really good time. There's a lot of cool vendors with a lot of neat different things. I got uh, some vintage Gremlins 2 cards, some vintage wacky packages. Oh, actually, I know we've been talking about giving away stickers for the past couple weeks, but anybody who contacts us, lets us know how they feel about us on any of our social media, I'll be more than happy to send you a pack of ALF cards. That's right. ALF cards from the TV series, which uh, anybody who listens to White Wasabi should know that ALF is kind of of an inside joke for us with ALFheim, so I I think it even has the gum in there still, so. That's disgusting. We got to meet C-3PO, the actor who plays C-3PO, and also Darth Vader, which was interesting and cool, and I Dream a Genie was there, Shirley Jones was there, it was a really cool event. Oh, Uh, you guys, I might have been had, sorry, keep going here. And so... Uh, anybody who listens, we're going to, I think for, for us uh, at White Wasabi and also Mood.TV, we're going to try to reach out at a Comic-Con in the future, do a live White Wasabi there, and also have on display some of the stuff that we have to offer for Mood.TV. I think that'd be really cool. So if you are in a town that has a Comic-Con that you think that we could visit, let us know too. Yeah, that would be fresh. All right, guys, I think I got a head. Oh, no. Um, so Kirito's not on the cover? So <laughs> Kirito is not on the cover. Nice. So I'm going to send you guys an image right now. This is the image that I saw, except this dude in green was Loki. So I think what they might have done 
Han was photo- obviously they just photoshopped him in. I'll see if I can find that picture of him with Loki because it's literally that picture that I just sent you, but it's not that dude. <laughs> no, Greg, that is not Loki. You know what I completely forgot to say before? I'm going to tie us back real quick to uh, Nick Fury. You were saying, you know, where Nick Fury is right now. He isn't the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. He's like disappeared. When that happens in the comics, Nick Fury disappears. A, a white guy named Nick Fury disappears. And when we when he finally comes back after Secret Invasion, he's a black guy. He disappears because he knows that uh, the scrolls have invaded Earth secretly. Okay, and that nobody nobody can be trusted. Um, and at that point in time, Nick Fury is is a white guy with an eye patch. Totally. Yeah. He goes underground, and when he resurfaces uh, to help out at the end of Secret Invasion, he's a black guy. Yeah. He changed he changed the color of suit like he went underground and he changed his appearance so what i'm wondering is now that nick fury is disappeared now they're doing they're using hydra and this is the reason he's gone do you think he'll come back as a white dude Hmm. at this point though he hasn't really disappeared because he just kind of made his resurgence you know like as bringing bringing the airship up and at the end of ultron and bringing sarah hill and all those other people together who were a part of shield um, uh, they talk about it at the uh, in Agents of Shield too. Oh, do they? I see. I haven't seen the yeah. new season. Oh, but you uh, didn't I've... see the new the new Photoshop picture. I could find it. No, but I mean, I saw a new one where uh, Nick Fury is played by Burt Reynolds. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, and I saw. I also saw on the IMDb page that Burt Reynolds stunt double is going to be Norm Macdonald. So it's gonna sick. It's gonna be awesome, guys. It's gonna be the greatest Nick Fury ever. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, it is. I assure you. <laughs> Internet rumors. Internet rumors. I know this guy. He's a grip on set, so probably true. He works handy. It's all good. Probably. He gives handies. <laughs> yep. Yep. Gives handies. It's always one of those. It's a union uh-huh. job. Handies on set. Handies on set. <laughs> Ding on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> We always do. All right. Well, now is the time when we shamelessly plug any other things we have going on besides white wasabi. I guess I'll go first this time. Check out nerdabolic.com for all kinds of nerdy fitness, strength training, fat loss, diet, nutrition stuff with a little bit of uh, nerddom thrown in. If you like comic books and anime and manga and such uh i think you you might like it so uh why don't you stop by ej5000 where you at well anybody who's interested in past or future episodes of white wasabi please check out mood.tv because uh we're aware that only 10 episodes at a time are available on stitcher itunes or any other podcasting aggregate we're not holding back you just gotta check the website it's just the nature of our system it's just how it's gotta be so feel free to check us out there uh, also check out mood.tv on Twitter. Check out White Wasabi Pod on Twitter and White Wasabi Pod on Instagram. Uh, myself, you can check out We Are All Spies on Twitter or S underscore PI underscore S on Instagram for some wacky, wild data bending art that I do. Reach out if you want. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. At the Greg Man on Twitter. At the Greg Man on Instagram. Boom. Done and done. It's another classic, classic episode of White Wasabi in the bag. Thanks for listening, everybody. Moot.tv Oh!
I'm recording now, yeah.